On this week's episode, we talk about the NFL and MLB's overtime format, the latest NFL retirees, and the 2022 MLB Hall of Fame class. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Episode 4, Season 2, Points of Penalties. For all our listeners, we'd like you to remind you to please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. For our viewers on YouTube, be sure to subscribe to our channel by clicking the PMP button in the right of this video. And no matter how you check out PMP, give us a like and follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Points Penalties. Once again, my name is Josh. With me are my co-hosts Kevin, Peter, and Jesse. Kevin, start up with you. What are you drinking today? Well, this is honestly my first drink of the day. I'm um, having myself a freak show crush. You know, nice. like that kind of shit. That's a good beer, man. It is a 6.3% alcohol coming out of the Flying Monkeys. And let's give her a shot. I like it. That was nice. It's good, man. <laughs> it's very good. I like that one. Yep. I enjoyed this so far. So good. We'll see how the two go down. Jesse, what's your poison? I am drinking another Omnipolis, and it's called Prodomus. It is another spicy one, boys, at 10.5%. Stout. And chocolate chunk caramel bar stout. So it's... It's a little rough to get down the first little bit. Tough for the morning, I have to say, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> should have had the coffee uh, the coffee stout this week jess you and i both of us <laughs> yeah this one's uh this one i can definitely taste the chocolate and it's uh it's a little bit different again super strong and this week boys i i decided to get two nice wow. nothing, uh, nothing wrong with day drinking how many mm-hmm. milliliters you got in there it's all, it's all <laughs> so four seventy three. Oh, all right yeah, I got it right this time. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no one's losing a point there. Peter, what are you drinking? Yeah, well, uh, I'm surprised you guys are bringing the heat so much since we're in the morning here because Jesse's selfish and he thinks his Rams are going to win later on today. We wanted to watch the game, so we're doing this in the morning. So I didn't bring a very strong beer, but uh, you guys give it to her. Anyway, I have a Kitty Vitty Day Boil. Session IPA, it's four and a half percent. Nice light beer for the morning. I haven't tried it yet. Yep. <laughs> he still has to be dad later on, too. He's got way more responsibilities than us. <laughs> yeah, you fuckers. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's light tasting, obviously. Not a bad beer. So, Josh, round is out, would you? Well, since it is the morning. I just didn't feel like having beer. I decided to go with some Clamato Caesars, a little extra spicy. It's a nice one in the morning. It's a great morning drink for uh, us Canadians. Americans, you might know it as a Bloody Mary, but uh, the Caesars way better because it's got the Clamato it, juice. It, it's a Caesar. It's yeah. A Caesar. yeah, for sure. <laughs> but anyway, it's, it's real tasty. Everybody knows these, 5.5%. Uh, I do like making my own, but uh, in this case, it's easier just to crack a can. Stacy, so I guess I'm not the bitch. I thought I might have been the bitch today with just a 5.5, but and you're welcome. I got lucky, yeah. 
Oh, and by the way, I'm a Bengals fan for the day. For listeners, I'm wearing a <laughs> Bengals toque. Uh, whenever, whenever we go to a new stadium, I tend to buy a toque. So this is, uh, you know, I'm not actually a Bengals fan, <laughs> just a Bengals fan for the day. Talking about football, Jess, let's get right into it, man. There's some big news in, uh, in the NFL. Right. So the big news is Big Ben retired this week after 18 seasons and Sean Payton steps down. So Big Ben, 39, pretty old quarterback, not as old as Tom Brady, who we all thought may have retired this week, but it's not official yet. It's all up in the air. Fake news everywhere, boys. Fake news. (laughs) I think Uh, it's real. Yeah, so do I. But he's probably letting this guy, Big Ben, have his have his time in the sun. Everyone talks about him about retiring, and someone jumped the gun there. But he is probably going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. You know, he got Rookie of the Year. He's fifth in all time passing yards, and he's fifth all time in wins. Uh, he was drafted in two thousand four. He's also with the Eli Manning and Philip Rivers draft. So he outlasted those guys. Uh, so what began Roethlisberger's career was when Tommy, Tommy Maddox got hurt in week two of the Ravens game. He then led the Steelers to a 15-1 record that season. Crazy for a rookie. And then he ended up losing to Tom Brady in the AFC Championship that year. The next year, he won his first play uh, for Super Bowl, being the youngest one against the Seattle Seahawks. And then three years later, he also won another Super Bowl against Arizona, which I think we talked about. Was it last week or the week before? Yep, one or the other. Yeah, with that huge, with 35 seconds left, touchdown to San Antonio Holmes in that corner. Great pass. And... He's eligible to be in the Hall of Fame for the 2027 year. So, like I said, I think he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I don't know if anyone else feels that, you know, I want to take a hot take on that, but. No way. First ballot for sure. Yeah, a cold take. He's first ballot for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not say, cold. Say, say it's lukewarm. <laughs> he's still better about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I. there's no chance that he's not. A first ballot in my opinion he's he's a great football player he's you know te- he's lasted the test of time and you know i mean given the you know he did have some really good teams behind him especially in his rookie year like would he have done that if he had a you know a mediocre team maybe not well, that, but yeah that, that's the thing too in his first super bowl he did not play well but the rest of the team, especially the defense, picks yeah, up the slack, right? That's what Steel Town's all about. No knock right? on him at all, but no. um, it was the second year. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Definitely. I've always loved this guy. He's on my fantasy team for a while, long while. He did good for me. Appreciate it. <laughs> but uh, no, I can't say enough good things about Big Ben. And uh, he always seemed like he was a, uh, a player for the fans and not just on the field, but off the field too which is always good, you know, supporting your community and whatnot. Yeah. He had a few runs with the law too. So yeah, that's true. So he's, it's a, it's a good thing. He cleaned up his act, but like that, that can't, that is going to be a spot on his record for sure. For sure. Um, so Sean Payton, 
He retires after 16 years with the franchise. So that's 15 seasons since 16 years since he was hired. Uh, at 58, he doesn't plan to coach for another team this coming year. And he's not ruling out coaching in the future at all. He has also had interest in TV analyst job. And he's one of the better coaches ever in the league. Great offensive mind. Uh, he will all, they'll also be the ninth uh, head coaching vacancy. There's been a couple that have been filled this week. Josh, I know you're, I don't know what your take is on, on the guy. I don't really have a take on the Bears. Matt, guy, man. Matt Eberflus. I have no idea who he is. <laughs> no lies. <laughs> Col- Colts DC, but it's funny how like they went for, I, I forget the, the GM for the Bears, but it's like Ryan Polks or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So they went for, they went for their GM and head coach from uh, Ryan to Matt. Yeah. exact same thing <laughs> in, in Ryan Pace and then Matt Nagy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I actually didn't realize that. I didn't put two. I just, I just, there, but... <laughs> I saw that on Twitter and I thought that needed to be said because I was That's like, funny. what the fuck? Why would they do that? That's yeah. weird. <laughs> just make it easy. The business cards only need to be changed half the fucking name. <laughs> Fair enough. Let's talk about Sean Payton. He turned this franchise around for the Saints. And he also got Drew Brees to show that he is one of the best quarterbacks ever in this league. And I'm wondering if you guys have any idea what these guys are going to do after head coaching, step down and retiring from quarterback position. Do we know why Peyton stepped down? Is he just, no. He said he Uh, just wanted to step back. Just said he yeah. wanted to step back from the game for right now. And I think he maybe wants to focus on some family stuff, whatever. But like you said, he just doesn't rule out coming back to the league. It's just he needs to take some time right now. So well, I got I got a theory here. The but, team uh, sucks and he's like, I'm out. <laughs> the, t- the team isn't horrible, but they don't have a quarterback. They are way over the cap right now. So they're top 51. There's 76 million over the uh, cap, which the cap hasn't been said for this upcoming season, but it's supposed to be around uh, 208 million. And they're at uh, total active contracts to 200 or 288 million. So, yeah, so they got a lot of fucking right to get rid of. So I think he's kind of just getting out of the way. He's like, I don't know how this team is going to function next year. Like, it's going to be really bad because they're going to yeah. let go of a lot of people. <laughs> so basically, he's quitting on them. He's like, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> like, that, that. that's just my kind of hot take. And the other part of it is I think he might go to Dallas. I heard maybe Dallas. Up, uh, maybe not this year, obviously. They're going to probably let McCarthy mm-hmm. play this one out and see how well he does. But uh, I know Jerry – like Sean Payton and Sean Payton is from Texas. So I, I, that's my theory. So that's why he's saying he's not going to be coaching this year. He's going to wait it out maybe next year. I could see and, that. And maybe he does get a TV analyst job just to try it out, see if he likes it. It'll always be a lot less work than head coaching job. And then he'll make his decision from there maybe. But uh-huh. Yeah, I think 
I don't know, like not everybody's a star at the TV thing, right? Like, I don't know if you guys have seen Drew Brees. He's not the best at the uh, the analyst thing. He's even worse as a, as a color commentator on the <laughs> games. Um, I mean, not that I could do any better, but, you know, so it, it, it might not be for any everyone, although I think Sean Payton, well, you'd think Brees too, would have the mind for it. If you just don't have that kind of personality, then to, to be in front of the camera and, and to, you know, do that thing. <laughs> then it's not going to work out for him. But and that's fine. It is what it is. Try it and then go <laughs> coach the fucking Cowboys, right? Because I that's just that's what I've heard is is that there's a, there's some ties there and there may be even interest both ways. So as for Big Ben, what he's going to do, my thought process is for like five years, not a fucking thing. Like I think he's he needs five years just to fucking get his body back into workable human shape. <laughs> like this guy has been beat up his entire career. I I agree with you on that that he needs to heal, but he has never been huge on car- cardio and staying in shape a whole lot. Like I know he did this year and a bit last year. He wanted to do that Tom Brady thing, and then he realized he just he couldn't he didn't have the discipline like Tom Brady to do what he does. And uh-huh. he has shown up a little bit overweight before and. So it'll be interesting to see if he tries to stay in shape and everything like that. But uh, yeah, I think you're right. He's going to have to heal up for sure. Cause he yeah. used to take up. He, I remember people like he was throwing defenders off him because like his name, big Ben, he was yeah. a big guy and he was as big as a lot of the defenders. So for sure. He took a bunch of hits. Uh, Brady actually congratulated him with a tweet. And he said, uh, uh, you know, big Ben didn't go about, uh, his longevity using the TB12 way, he said. He, instead, he decided to use the put some ice on it method. Yeah, and, and it worked for his entire career. And he said, "There's more than one way to bake a cake." And that's you know that's a, a good way, good shout out to him saying, "Hey, you didn't do it the same way I did to stay in the league this long, but you know you did it." And you know, like I said, congratulating him. So it was. Uh, I, I thought that was a pretty good tweet, and that was before the leaked Brady <laughs> uh, retirement tweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, if I was him, I would go eat some chicken wings, drink some beers, count your millions, maybe go down south for a while, enjoy the sunshine, and just sort of do nothing for, I don't know, four or five years. Yeah. Maybe he comes back after that. Maybe he doesn't. Doesn't matter. He's made his money. He had his career. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. And when you're in the public eye for so long and you're the center of that team for so long and you're, you know, you've got to do press conferences every night, you might not want to be in front of the cameras again on a TV thing or, or what have you, maybe coaching. I could see him maybe getting into, but not as a high end coach, like <laughs> high school coach, maybe. Yeah. Like a lot of like superstar players don't go into coaching because they've already made their money and they'd rather yeah. do something more cushiony. Like TV and all like this, TV, like, like that. <laughs> Peyton and Eli Manning. <laughs> that Manning cast is so awesome, boys. Maybe maybe he does something like that. Then maybe Ben goes out and does his own little podcast kind of deal in regards to what the Mannings do. That'd be interesting. Yeah, yeah, like that's definitely something that he could do, and it'd be interesting to see what he he says on there too. With yeah. a cu- couple beers in his hands. <laughs> he, he can always be a guest on BNP. That'd be awesome. No, oh, that would be I would thing. not wear my Bengals team. I'd wear my Steelers <laughs> team. <that day. laughs> I got a terrible towel too. I'd bust that out too for him. Yeah. Uh, so Kev, Kev can oh, ask no, him what the diamonds mean. Yeah. 
Oh, we got a we got a tweet out, Big Ben. Hey, do you want to do a, a low key interview? <laughs> and for about uh, Peyton, yeah, I just think you what you guys said. He's probably just going to go out and do the uh, the commentary kind of deal and see how he goes with regards to that. Yeah, I wonder like if somebody picks him up like a TV station where they would potentially put him. Like, do you throw him right in the NFL? Like they did with, well, I guess Breeze did a little bit of, uh, I'm not sure if it was college or high school, probably college uh, commentating before he kind of moved up this year um, as a permanent thing. But I don't know. Who knows? Maybe he does, maybe does it, maybe he doesn't. Maybe nobody says, no, nah, you know what? We're good. Like if you've got all kind of kinds of people in those positions from a TV standpoint, you know, why are you bringing in a rookie that might make your ratings go down? Right, like they'll they'll probably have him in a low end. Yeah, I would think kind of like you also have to think like Terry Bradshaw is getting fairly old, and Jimmy Johnson, Bill Cowers up there too. Yeah. I I think that I think Terry Bradshaw likes being on TV. I like oh he like, loves talking. So I think he's gonna <laughs> I think he's gonna be around for a while. But um, I don't know. You guys hear about uh, Troy Aikman? He was all pissy about not doing the. Which game was it? The Cowboys game, I think it was. And then now he's yeah, like he might not even return to Fox now. So he's that's like their ace lineup for commentating Joe Buck and him. Yeah. So if he doesn't return, he's thinking about going to Amazon. Like that's kind of weird. But so th- I guess next year Amazon has the rights to Thursday nighters. And so he would be the guy there. But they must have paid a pretty penny for that. Holy moly. It's Holy Amazon. Man. They just have all the money in the world. So that was all the money in the world, right? <laughs> all right, boys. We're going to move on to MLB. Kev, you got yeah. some new extra inning rules? Yeah, we have this uh, extra innings that they're going to try and, uh, I guess, to see how this runs. Because they normally do the uh, person on second base and – both teams have an opportunity to sit there and uh, have a chance to win the game. Now, if they go into that extra innings with the person on second and it's still tied, they're talking about um, having the home field managers have an option of taking an offensive or a defensive um, spot, which would uh, give them the opportunity to either, like I said, um, play offense or defense. Now, if they do this, they're going to go into a, um, let's say it goes into 11th innings and it's still tied. They're going to put a, the next batter up on first base and they give the home field manager the option of either taking an offensive or defensive spot. So if they do end up going, say, into an offensive spot, they have a runner on first and they have the option of the three outs. If they get the run in, they win the game. If the defensive um, shuts them down with getting the three outs without a score, the, they win the game. So <laughs> I think this is uh, something that could be interesting. And just like to see what you guys think about this new change. I think it's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like honestly, who who's really going to take the – offensive part i mean you have a better shot of yeah. having your defensive to sit there and get your three outs to win the game now for me for sure. I, 
I think if you want to make this very interesting, don't put the person on first base. Put the person on third base. No, that is too easy. How? I mean, that person has a chance either stealing home. I mean, there's been all the I've watched so many fly, games. Man. It's just a quick, easy sack fly, and you win the game. You'd be seeing a ton of safety bunts as well, too. And Well, I just don't think, you know, putting them on first and having that option of, um, you know, you get three outs, you win the game. I mean, it's just kind of doing like um, yeah. the yeah. CFL, you know, CFL, the NFL kind of ruling where you have one shot to score a touchdown, and that's that. I don't know what they're trying to fix with this. Like, is is there really that many games that go into crazy extra innings? I feel like there's not that many. I mean, there's a good amount over the course of the season that hit like is 14, it, 15. Is it a problem, though? Like, when... Only if you're playing a doubleheader the next day <laughs> <laughs> or an yeah. early game. Yeah, and that doubleheader thing, I think they're sitting there talking about still doing only seven innings for that. Yeah. Now the other, I thought that I think this year will be wide open for that. I don't think they're even going to do this international uh, rule on second next year. So on first, you mean? No, but the the rule. Oh yeah, that was for the last two years because of COVID. They didn't want the games going too long because they didn't want people catching it. Right, and obviously injuries do play into this. That the guy was on second. I, I personally like that rule. I like the guy on second. That's just me. Yeah. Um, but I do I do not like this one chance, winner take all, offense versus defense, more or less. I, I'm not a fan of that. Like, seriously, are you going to take offense? If any one of you guys right now is a um, home field manager, would you take the offensive part or would you it, take the defense? It depends on who's up. If yeah, I got the heart of my lineup coming up, I'm 100% going to take offense. But if I got the bottom guys coming up, I'm taking defense. It all depends on two. Yeah, but yeah. then depending on depending on their offensive lineup too at that point, depending on who you might be facing, right? So it would depend on each each you know, each game is going to be different. So on what you would do. But I think there's definitely pros and cons, obviously, to take both either offense or defense, just like there is in football. Obviously, there's way more pros to taking offense, but in football, but in football, yeah. You know, I mean. By you taking off defense and saying, you, you know, at that, if, especially if it's your heart of the lineup and you're saying, you know what, Vladdy, Bull, and Springer can't, they can't get this run in from first. So I'm going to play defense instead. But if, if it's, it's not that, much confidence, if it's in that row, Vladdy would be on first base. No, it's as a previous batter. You, is, is it the previous batter? Or could you just do a pinch runner at that it point? It says immediately. The player on the lineup card immediately preceding the batter will start on first base. That's exactly what you've got written in here, Kev. Yep. So I'm just yep. taking that from there. So, so that's so if Vladdy was up, then it would be, you know, whoever the player is before him. You know what I mean? Like, Bichette, Bichette well, whatever. I'm just yeah, the, exactly. yeah. But but it is interesting to see that like it, if it has to be that like the person before, or if it, if you can just do a manager pinch runner right there, right? Well, they, maybe they would say you can only have X amount of pinch runners. So maybe you can only do one. Well, no, cause then it's, you're only allowed to, you're only playing the one inning. So what's the fucking yeah. difference? No, yeah. they probably say no, no pinch runners. That's what I would think. Hmm. So. so that also comes into play when the home team picks, if you pick defense, so like, right. If you got a slow big guy, fatty, yeah. big fatty on first base, then he's, you know, he's not going to go to three. 100%. <laughs> big fatty technical yeah. term. Yeah. yeah. 100%. So, Kev, this is in the MLB next yeah. year? 
well, I don't know if it's going to be happening next year, but this is what um, that I've found and uh, looked up. I mean, yeah, I think it's being talked about. Yeah. Okay. That's it so far. So it's not in the MLB next year. No, it's not like when they uh, introduced the um, extra innings as before, where they did it in um, what twenty twenty. Um, in regards to the shortened season, they started doing that rule of uh, the extra inning with a person on second. Now, obviously, they did this trial out in the, the minors, as they normally do for any kind of thing to bring up to the majors. They always try them in the, the league below to see how it runs. Okay, so this is actually being tried out this season in the Frontier League, which is an MLB affiliate. I was trying to get you to fucking say that it was an MLB. I was trying to bait <laughs> you. Fishing. I was trying to bait you. We even talked about it pregame. That's why I jumped away from it so quickly <laughs> in our pregame. So I was trying to get you on that because it's not in the MLB this year. And it's, it's like I said, it's going to be in the Frontier League. But uh, either way, that doesn't matter. Um, I like the the initial runner on second. I like the, the way it is now. I like it. But um, it just needs to keep going like every time. It just, just goes like that every inning and until some we get a winner. That's what I like. Yeah. I, don't, I don't really like this runner on first thing. It's kind of cool, but I'm not a real big fan of it. No. The cool thing about it being on second is that the games have ended quicker yeah. compared yeah. to before where it's just a defensive struggle and you have to get your friggin' your infield, your L, <laughs> yeah, your L fielder to the bench, start throwing pitches up there, right? Like it's because mm-hmm. you don't want to your whole arms and stuff like that from your bullpen. For sure. Sorry. My understanding is that moving forward, this runner on second will not be a thing in, in the pros. So maybe in 2022, but from what I've read, uh, Kamesh has said no dice. So it's going to go back to normal eventually. If the Kamesh has his way, I guess. We'll see. We will see. Boys club there. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) But we'll change our baseballs every year. And even halfway through the season. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And not tell anybody about it. This week's points penalties MVP goes to Keith Yandel. Keith Yandel set a new NHL Ironman streak record on Tuesday. Yandel played his 965th consecutive game, breaking Doug Jarvis's record for the most consecutive regular season games played in NHL history. Uh, this is especially impressive given the current pandemic and you could have missed games for being close contact, positive, whatever, for protocol. Uh, his streak started in March of 2009. If you guys remember, right round, the life flow rider was topping the charts when that streak started. Hell yeah. You spin my head right. Still a banger, still on my playlist. I don't care. And we have a quote from the former record holder, Doug Jarvis. He once, once he handled, took over the crown. He said, it takes a lot of character and it takes real love for the game. And I just want to commend Keith on all of those things. When I reflect back on this, I'm really excited for him. I'm really happy that this mark is going to be passed because for me, it means a player has been able to play and stay healthy through his career. And I wish that for every player. We know that a lot of life is lived after a playing career. And it's great when you can enjoy your career and be healthy through it. That's good stuff. So kind words from uh, Doug Jarvis. 
after his Ironman streak was finally broken after like 30 years or something like that. He did in the 80s. And so there's there's another active player that's close to Yandel. Phil the Thrill, Phil Kessel. He's only slightly behind with the 943-game streak. Do you think Phil's going to pass Yandel someday? They're both currently active right now. I'm going to say yes, but Phil's got to stay away from the fucking hot dogs. I was going to say the same thing, man. He's got to stay <laughs> or, away from those hot dogs. Or maybe. Or maybe he doesn't, yeah. <laughs> maybe that's the key. <laughs> could be. could be. I think that uh, I think he will pass him, Kessel. He's, he's a little younger, so he's got a little bit more time. Uh, obviously, you know, COVID is one thing or another that can happen, you know, whether you like it or not. So, and you might not even be sick, right? Like you said, but you could just have to sit because of uh, close contact. So hopefully that doesn't happen, but I do think Phil will uh, carry on here and, and eventually passes. I feel like, I feel like Yandel's probably going to retire at the end of the year. And I feel like Phil is going to keep her going. That's just my gut feeling. And that's why I think uh, Kessel's going to do it. And like you said, maybe the hot dogs are the, are the reason he's doing so good. He is looking a little thicker these days than when he was a leaf. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, those were the hot dog years. His, yeah, uh, his leaf's time. And I don't, I don't know. I don't know if Yandel, like if he's, if he's still going and Kessel's still going with their streaks, I don't know if he would retire just to, just to try and keep ahead of him. I don't know. You think, you think it's that big of a deal? Like he's already got it now, you know? Yeah, but it's not going to last long. I guess. Yeah, exactly. If you uh, if he if he can outlast Kessel, who knows how long that might last? Maybe not that much longer. Maybe someone else is slightly behind too. But at least you can uh, hold on to it for a bit. Well, Marlowe his... would be the next semi-active yeah, but he's, player, he's, but he's done. Yeah. yeah, he's not gonna pass it. No. The one thing I like about with this uh, streak that was going on is when um, Yandel took—I'm not sure if it was a stick or a puck—to the face and lost a bunch of chiclets. And he thought for sure that that would have been it. But he uh, had a inspiration from Bobby Orr saying, if you can skate, you can play. And then he ended up putting that big, huge visor on his face and stuff and played through losing, like I said, maybe like four chiclets out of his face. So they're just teeth. Who needs them anyway? On. Yeah. Hockey players don't look at Drew Doughty. That guy's had no front <laughs> teeth for like ever. Like, some guys yeah. get them fixed. Not, not Doughty. Not, not some guys. They're just holes in their smile for years. We'll just put some porcelain yeah. up there. They're fine. Yeah. Just take exactly. it out for the hockey just, games. Just take them out for the games. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what he did when he was skating away towards the bench. He started pulling out whatever else was loose and putting them in his hand. Yeah. I mean, but again, for Bobby Orr to sit there and say, man, if you can still skate, bud, you can still play. So, yeah. and then, like I said, you just put on that full visor and carry on. Yeah. There's a bit of drama too with Yandel. I forget if it was this year or last where he was, uh, he was almost a healthy scratch at the start of the season. There was some drama happening over that, that his Ironman streak was going to get broken and he was healthy. going to get healthy <laughs> scratched. Uh, but that didn't end up happening. So who knows? Maybe that'll happen next year, and and that'll be Kessel's chance to uh, to take the lead. But anyway, that's it. So Keith Yandel for becoming the NHL's new Iron Man, breaking a record after over thirty years. Cheers to you. Cheers to you. Cheers, Cheers. bud. Now, 
Why don't we roll into some uh, MLB Hall of Famer? Are you ready for some baseball? <laughs> All That's right, guys. Right. <laughs> no, it's not right. <laughs> <laughs> so the class of 2022, the Hall of Fame for the Figs, the Major League Baseball. David Ortiz was the only electee this year from the, uh, you know, most recent generation. Obviously, they have the generational inductees, but uh, these are the big guys. He was the only guy to receive more than 75% of the vote, and he had just under 78% first ballot Hall of Famer. Third, three-time World Series champion, 17th in uh, all-time in home runs, and 23rd all-time in RBIs. In my opinion, there is no question that he should have been a first ballot Hall of Famer. Just a great player on and off the field. And clutch, 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 clutch player. Do you guys or did you guys have any doubt that Poppy would be a first ballot Hall of Famer? Not one bit. The only bit of doubt for me was that he did have the the one PED test that was positive. Yeah, that's what I thought too. But like his statistics are wild. But yeah, I think 2003 or something like that is when he yeah. might have had that, and that was the that was the big thing that could deter it. But maybe now that this has happened, we'll see some other Hall of Famers get in. But he said he didn't know that he was he was any idea he was taking steroids, but. I mean, all of, of them claim that. All, all of them claim that, right? <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> and whether you take, whether you know or not, it's it's it happened. So it affected, in theory, it affected your numbers. I mean, you're in charge of your body, right? Yeah. Yeah. As much as it, uh, you know, as long as much as we don't like Red Sox, <laughs> this is one Boom! guy. This is one guy you gotta you gotta like, and maybe not then when he was playing and when he was beating up on the Jays, but. Like I said, uh, definitely deserving of this first ballot to nod into the hall. A couple guys that have not gotten a nod to the hall, actually gotten a no nod 10 times. <laughs> Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Kurt Schilling, Sammy Sosa. All these guys were left off the ballot this year, and they will only be able to get into the hall via the generational committees. I mean, how do you guys feel about some of these guys and the where they place in the all-time statistics not being in the hall, Barry Bonds first overall, most home runs ever. You know, Sammy Sosa's ninth. Yeah, in my in my opinion, they should all be in there. I I don't think that, like, if if Ortiz can get in, and maybe he wasn't as frequent a PED user as the other guys, if that's the right way to put that. But who's better at not getting caught? Sure. Well, who knows? I, I I don't think I don't think this should keep these guys out of the hall. Like like you said, Josh, number one all time in home runs. Yeah. How are you not a Hall of Famer? And number six in RBI. Like those two yeah. numbers coincide with each other. So that's huge. Yeah. Like this is what the Hall of Fame is. It's it's the best players that have ever played, and then you have a good group of them here that aren't in there. Well, there's one person I think if you're going to allow these people in, then you got to put Pete Rose. <laughs> Pete Rose has to be put in there, man. If you want to talk about stats, look this guy up. This guy's unbelievable for what he did for baseball. So, I mean, if you're willing to put, like, you know, Bonds and maybe the Caucasian Sosa <laughs> into, the, uh, all, into the Hall of Fame, then I don't think why Pete Rose shouldn't be there. Okay, but do you think these guys should be in specifically? These four guys. Let's like we can get to, to Pete Rose in a minute, but uh, like, what, do, do you think, you these think four the guys? cheaters should make it in? Yeah. If you are going to put cheaters in there, then 
put an asterisk around them. Okay, so you're saying that they they are you saying they should be in? Would you put them in? That's what I, I want to know. I would put them in. I would okay. put the the bat that's uh, Caucasian Sosa had that cork in it. <laughs> but you so you'd have them in, but you'd put them with an asterisk saying that they use PEDs. Sure. But like like Barry Bonds didn't use PEDs in his entire career, and he had a pretty good career all around. Like obviously the home runs and and subsequently the RBIs came from a lot of his juicing. But you know, would he have been a Hall of Famer? If without all that, maybe, maybe not. Probably, I, he probably yeah. would. He wouldn't have the record for home runs. I don't think. No, but well, at maybe. the same time, like I think MLB knew about this. I think teams knew about this. So like they're have to blame on this. Like what? Like right now, it looks like the players are taking all the brunt here. But they do tell people like if you don't continue playing better, you're going to lose your job out to other people, right? That are willing to do these things where they're cheating pretty much. Right. So I, I think, I know it's writers that get these guys in and they're not, they, they're not really part of the MLB, but like this, I think they need to allow these guys to just get in. Uh, I don't really care about the asterisks, tell you the truth. I think uh, in time people will forget about, everyone will remember that Bonds, Clemens and Sosa were cheating, but I think you let them in. The MLB didn't punish them. So you're, you're stopping them from reaching the MLB Hall of Fame because the MLB didn't stop them. I, 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 I agree, fair. man. I definitely think that these guys should be in. You know, I think I might have flip-flopped last year. I might have said that they don't deserve to be in. I can't remember. But after you think about it and you're really the, the totality of, you know, some of these players, they really should be in there with or without an asterisk, whatever. You know, I'm kind of with Jesse. If, if you know, you know, Barry Bonds was never suspended for PEDs. So, like... If, if the if the league at that time didn't think it was wrong and didn't punish these guys, then to me, the league is turning a blind eye and it's okay. So, and, and more than just these four guys were using PEDs, they just Absolutely. weren't as awesome as these guys, Absolutely. you know? So, I mean, obviously you could throw Mark McGuire in there as well. You know, he'd be pretty fucking awesome too, from a hitting standpoint. So I think they should be in there. It's unfortunate that they're not, you know, it was part of baseball. It was absolutely part of baseball at the time. Yep. Um, well, like think think of that uh, Sosa and McGuire run. Like that was huge for baseball when they were yeah. going uh, for the home runs, right? Like uh, it got tons of attention. And yeah, they were they were they were cheating, but you didn't stop them. You didn't want to ruin your coverage, right? So, and like you said, that was a huge race, Jess. Like, that was that know. was like at the top pinnacle of baseball. I thought. But, right, so I've got those. Look, I actually have the stats here. So it was 98-99. Sosa had 66 and Maguire had 70 that year. And the next year, Sosa had 63 and Maguire had 65. Like, that's fucking insane. Oof, that's two a bad years, beat. Yeah, two years later, Sosa had 64 and Bonds had 73. Like, that's a ton of home runs to watch. And everybody loves seeing home runs, you know. Yeah. Subsequently, that was Sosa's uh, – he, he's the only player in and MLB history, excuse me, to uh, – to hit 60 home runs in three different seasons and not lead the league in home runs that year, yep. which is insane. The Dominican Sosa at that point, right? Well, he's always going to be Dominican, Kev, whether okay, he's black or white. So. Right. Okay. <laughs> but yes, yes, the Dominican Sosa. So, like, you know, we're just talking really about the, the batters here, but yeah. look, Roger Clemens is another guy that. Like no question in my mind, that guy needs to be in there. Like, yeah. 
two triple crowns for for a pitcher that's that's pretty crazy not not too many guys do that i mean not too many guys get a triple crown period offensively or defensively so either way you know seven times cy young winner damn damn should be in the fucking hall yeah for sure all right so since they have not let these guys in to to the hall because of their ped use there's one other major guy that was on the ballot for the first time this year we call him affectionately a roid <laughs> alex rodriguez he got 34.3 percent of the vote in 2022 so just this past uh, week or so and was obviously you need that 75 percent will he be voted in no yeah, I don't think so either. If it's if it's the same group that's doing the voting, he's going to fit right into the same group that we just talked about. So I, I guess every year there's five new ones, and, and I think some of the like the five older ones kind of leave. Maybe it's not every year, but there are new writers every year in on this. And from what I've read, it seems like the younger writers are more inclined to allow these PED users into the yeah. Uh, they're less baseball Puritans. Right. Yeah. But I, I mean, I know you're saying, you know, you've set the precedent here. So why does he get in? Yeah. I, I think in the long run, they all get in, but I always forget what the second class is called. It's the, it's like, a yeah, they, they they're broken up into different uh, generations. So I just call them the generational committees. Yeah, whatever. So I, I think they'll probably all get in as, as part of that group or maybe a rod will get in through his five years and then the other guys will get in maybe he'll be a trailblazer for him i don't know but i think they all deserve to be in there and they will probably all get in there at some point i hate to be that i hate to be that broken record but before anybody that gets into this thing pete rose has got to go should, first should pete rose get in there kev yes <laughs> by far i mean before you allow Sosa, before alex bonds, rodriguez Clemens, before anybody, barry bonds before any of them <laughs> Before any of these guys get into the Hall of Fame, you got to put Pete Rose in there first. Like it's a to- two totally different, you know, issues though, right? Like, like Pete was great, but he was betting on games, and that's a totally different punishment and a totally different thing than than cheating with PEDs. Like he wasn't really cheating, but he was maybe throwing games. He was putting people right? in there to throw games. I mean, he was playing, yeah, that he was, was playing the lineup. So I guess if, it was, if it was his, if it was the coaching, yeah, I get it. But as a player, he's an all time all time hit leader. He wasn't fucking shaving points off there. No, I mean for a guy to sit there in an all star game to take out the fucking back catcher on a like a play at home. I mean that's that that's pure heart for the baseball. I mean, that's all this guy ever had was heart for baseball. It's just unfortunately the dumb fuck sit there and bet on his own team to lose. Yeah. I think he should get in I'm with you, Kev, um, as a player. Maybe not as coach, but as a player, I think he should get in. He, like I said, if you're going to get Bonds in there, like which we think we eventually will for as the all-time home run leader, you got to have the all-time hit, hits leader in there. But that's me. Yeah. As for uh, Rodriguez, I, th- I think he will get in in one of his like last years of eligibility. Uh, he, he's at 34.3%, so that's pretty high out of the gate. Uh-huh. I think that'll continue to go up. And as Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Kurt Schilling, Sammy Sosa fall out of that, I, j- I just think he's going to get there. It might not be this year. Like I said, it might be his last year of eligibility. But I think, like you said, people are starting to realize, like, this is how baseball was way back when. So this is 
like you you can argue that like obviously the steroids enhance their abilities but they were good to start off with yeah for sure so it's it's tough to to take that away because they were doing what everyone else was doing and because they're so polarizing people dug into them more mm-hmm. yeah especially like like A-Rod, like you said like he was drafted out of fucking high school like it's fucking good you know <laughs> like so he was going to be good regardless and he just got you know a little uh, home run happy and decided he needed juice all right, Pete, I know you got a real good uh, topic here you want to talk about. I think we're all going to get in on this one. <laughs> Bills and the Chiefs, start us up. The Bills and Chiefs. So I'm going to start by laying out some of the uh, the facts about this playoff game that happened last weekend. It set an NFL postseason record with 25 points scored in the final two minutes, which absolutely shattered the previous record of 17. Um, there, were, there were three lead changes in the final two minutes and a tie, including Buffalo taking the lead with 14 seconds left. And after that, what's That's the horrible. coach's name? I know. What's the coach's <laughs> name? I'm blanking on the coach's name. Which one? Yeah. And Casey's coach. Andy Reid. Andy Reid. And, yeah, yeah. Andy Reid said to Patty Mahomes, he said, when things are grim, be the Grim Reaper. That's then he dark. came out. Tied the game with 14 seconds left. Ooh, dang. It's arguable that no quarterback ever played better in a playoff loss than Josh Allen on Sunday. Tom Brady is 505 yards in his loss against uh, the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Is uh, probably the main contender against that. But Allen had 329 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions, led the Bills with 68 rushing yards in a loss. And Gabriel Davis... Broke the playoff TD record with four touchdowns on eight receptions and 201 yards. PMP MVP runner up. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> runner up. <laughs> so, question I have for you boys Was this the greatest football game of all time? Or can you think of a better one? I think it was pretty decent for, you know, for what we were watching after the, the pod uh last uh last week i mean you guys were on a bit of delay and josh and i were kind of giving away what was happening but man that was like a fucking shootout like it was wow wow yeah i definitely thought it was over after the 14 second left score 100 percent thought it was done but it was not i thought it was done too but like i said it wasn't <laughs> but um, I don't know if this is the greatest football game of all time. It's definitely up there. Uh, it's definitely up there as one of the better football games, or sorry, uh, playoff football games. There are some really, really big games. You know, Jesse mentioned one earlier, and we talked about it the other week there with uh, the Steelers and the Cardinals. That That's a massive game, big ending. There was uh, the one NFC championship game I was talking about, uh, which again was a, was the Cardinals and Green Bay Packers. Those are some pretty intense games. You know, we got. I know Kevin's favorite game is fucking the uh, Patriots <laughs> the and the Falcons game. <laughs> <laughs> is it the greatest? It's it's probably the greatest of the last five years. We'll say, you know, like it was a fucking great playoff game, except for the end. I I don't think this is the greatest. Like as good as it was, it's still a divisional game. It's not it's not a championship or Super Bowl. Like this, you could honestly argue like this should have been an AFC championship game or like 
if you could do it, Super Bowl, but th- that's obviously not the case because you got the AFC and NFC. But yeah, like you said, that Eagles Patriots game, I think that's one of the better ones. Like if you don't like give, give a crab about defense, it was awesome. Uh, the Patriots Atlanta game, that is huge, big spot. I'm also going to say uh, the Patriots against the Chiefs in the AFC Championship when the Patriots went to the 2018 Super Bowl against the Rams because they they came back being down. And, like, that sucks. It's the exact same thing that would happen here in this loss was a yeah. coin flip decided it. But, yeah. but it was a hell of a game and a hell of a job by Mahomes coming back in that game. And Brady just doing his thing and just running out the, just doing his business. He completed a bunch of third down conversions in overtime to win that game. Like for, for everything that happened in this one, like it was quick lightning. You like, it was really, really fast. It wasn't like methodical, like Brady winning in the overtime, but I think for the greatest of all time, I, I, I don't agree with, with the, the playoff game, but that's just my opinion. There's, there's lots of games out there. Yeah. And so the one blemish on this game for sure was the way it ended in overtime. Because Allen gave the Bills the lead with 14 seconds left in the game, which after playing a great game, no turnovers, just fantastic. And he wouldn't touch the ball again. And they lost. That's bullshit. And that's because of the coin flip. And the Chiefs won the coin flip. Elected to take the ball like you would. And they. Won the game on the first drive uh, against the Bills' number one defense, by the way. So, in the overall regular season and playoffs, since the current playoff or the overtime format has been around, the coin flip winner only wins about fifty-three percent of the time. So it's it's pretty fair, but that's regular season and playoffs. When you get into the playoffs and you talk about playoffs alone, there have been eleven playoff games, overtime playoff games with the current rules, and 10 of them have been won by the team that won the coin flip. So it's extremely skewed to winning that coin flip basically wins you the game. FYI, does anyone know who that number one? The one loss? Yeah. I don't. I'm not cha- not a challenge, but not a challenge. Just, just see if he <laughs> just, is. Uh, just some trivia. It's yeah. your favorite game, Jess. It's, it is my favorite your game. Your favorite game of all time, man. Fucking yeah. his rammers and the and the Saints there was it eighteen yeah. is that what it was in twenty eighteen well it, it's a twenty eighteen season but it happened in twenty nineteen but oh, fair it, enough, yeah. it's it, it that's what it is and yeah so that infamous that the, that the blown pass interference game yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so see it should have been a perfect eleven of eleven yeah but uh, well, it wouldn't have gone yeah. to overtime yeah whatever anyway <laughs> so uh, my thoughts on the 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 disparity here because 53% of the time overall the coin flip winner wins 10 of 11 times in the playoffs, the winner the coin flip winner wins. I think it's because teams are more aggressive in the playoffs and also the teams in the playoffs are just better. So there you, you can have overtime games in the regular season between shitty teams and their offenses are not great. So the defense can, can help in the playoffs. You're good teams. You're good at offenses usually. And usually when you when you win the point flip and you can go score a touchdown, especially when the pressure's on. So question to you boys, do you think that these overtime rules are fair? And what would you do to change them if you don't? Give the guy the opportunity to fucking go back and score a touchdown. 
I mean, that's my, that's my thing. I mean, you can't just sit there. I just, you got to give, you had to give Allen the ball back in his hand to sit there and at least try to get another touchdown to put this even into a, a deeper overtime, I'd say. I mean, it's just, un- I think it's just unfair to have it done within the way it happened. So would you just have it go on essentially forever until somebody doesn't score the match? Well, I mean, one, can he get down there and tie the game with that touchdown? I mean, you're going right. to have fourth downs and 13s again. You're going to have – they're definitely got to go on fourth down, so it's going to make it interesting. Yep. I mean, I, I, that's, the way I, that's the way I feel. I mean, this, this, it's bullshit that how it ended. I think Allen should have at least the opportunity to go down and, and tie the game. Yeah, I am, I'm, I'm kind of agreeing with you. I think that maybe they make a specific rule for the playoffs where it's definitely got to be only for the playoffs. It won't change in regular season. Yeah, because I can see where it could be a problem in the regular season where you can have teams matching, scoring each other, and you get a game that's way too long and people start getting hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, in the playoffs where it's winner take all, maybe there's no reason to make it sort of sudden death if you score. Let the other team have a chance to, to match. Yeah, in hockey, I mean, you don't go to a shootout. You're going to play 20 minutes until someone wins the game. Well, so, in hockey, if you score, it's over. Right. There's multiple possessions there. Right. But again, in the regular season, they go all into a shootout if it's a tie. But in the, in the playoffs, it's you're going to go until someone scores. Yeah. But, so, that, yeah, but right. people you're, score. <laughs> yeah, I think the point he's making is that it is a different set of rules in the playoffs. They change it so that in the regular season, you don't have games that are too long. In the playoffs, it can go fucking all night if it has to until there's an actual winner. Which it probably, I, I agree, it probably should be the same in the NFL. That's like if you score a touchdown, give the other team a chance to match. If they don't, it's over. Yeah, at least if, that. Yeah. I, I think it would be cool to see them go to the uh, NCAA rules where they basically it's red zone offense. Yeah. And they I, set you up. And I, I like that. Just. You know, I mean, now in this particular game, we, we probably would have been all night. It would have been like a 75, yeah. you know, a 68 game. Like. But wouldn't, it, wouldn't that be a game to watch, though? Wouldn't that be exciting to sit there and see? Well, sure. But at that point, it's like you're changing the whole dynamic of the game. Like there was one NCAA yeah. game, LSU, somebody that went, the game went to overtime 31-31. And it ended up like 74-72 or some shit. Right. And then that skews the numbers on, oh, on exactly. touchdowns yeah. and, and yeah. rushing touchdowns. And yeah, stuff things like that. don't mean anything anymore. Yes. I, I I like the NCAA rule, but I, I've i kind of gone away from that when I, because I thought it was good because I hate this. Only one possession if someone scores. But I think what they should do is do a full quarter like, and then see like kind of like uh, soccer, right? Yeah. You get two halves, but like in this one, you just do one quarter. And by the end of that one, if it's overtime, I guess you could say it's like the NBA, right? So who's ever winning at the end of the NBA, then or the overtime, then that's the winner. If, if it's still tied, you go to the next one, the next quarter. So you want to play until it's like decided like it normally would be. Yeah. Wow. Because, like, I mean, what if it ends up going for another four quarters and you play two games? You, you, How you, is that going to help the team for the next week? What, what's the difference? The same thing with the, the overtime going back and forth. Like, the only reason with the possessions that bother me is because the second team gets the better chance because they know what they have to do, right? Yeah. 
I that's guess. what that, that that's where it's kind of an unfair advantage. Like everyone, if they win the coin flip, if it's doing that possessions, they're just going to be like, oh, we'll definitely take the second possession. Yeah, but that's still a lot more fair than it is now. Like it's it's a lot less of an advantage to just know if you have to get three or seven or nothing, than to not have a chance to match it all. Right, just, but but it'd be pretty difficult to continue to be tied at the end of two quarters, I would think. Yeah. Maybe. If it's like a fucking defensive showdown, then go on forever. But. but the thing usually is the defense usually gets tired and then the offense yeah. just runs wild, right? Yeah. So it, it, it's just another suggestion. Like, it, it, I don't like this coin flip decides because everyone has a good offense in the uh, postseason, pretty much. Like yeah. You're not, you're not going to be there without a good offense, pretty much. So, right. and like you said, this was the number one fucking defense. And they couldn't stop Mahomes. Yeah. Now he's he's an unreal player and a different kind, but yeah, it doesn't but matter. There also I, I, wasn't a whole lot of fucking defense in this entire game. Like there was at the beginning, and then it all kind of just disappeared. And it was one touchdown after touchdown. <laughs> yeah, so you know, yeah, you can be the best defense, but when it comes down to that, like you got to face Mahomes in a desperation time. You're I don't care if you're the first defense, best defense in the league. He's probably gonna fucking score. Yeah. No, I, I do think the Bills defense played too soft on them in, near the end of that game, and they probably could have changed the the fate of this game if they had played a little more aggressive on defense. But that's just my thoughts. But there, there's also, you could argue that they should have squib kicked it with that 14 yep. seconds left. 100%. Yep. Because it, the time doesn't start running until the guy catches it, right? So Yeah. Yep. So he kicked it out of the end zone, so you have 14 seconds. Or at least, and... at least kick it in bounds, so it's yeah, a squib is probably the right. The right well, you just call a fair catch, and then the time doesn't time doesn't go right, so it has to be a squib kick to run the clock. Yeah. the The thing is, too, is the the defense was really really bad there in that game. What's his name? Hill ran back a huge punt too, and I think he was back there for the kickoff. And then they, that's why they said just kick it through the end the back of the end zone. So they should have flagged uh, Hill too on that. He should have never scored. Because there was a taunting, he he gave he threw up his peace sign again on the way into the end zone. It was completely missed. That I've seen multiple. Uh, he got fined for it. Of it. He ended up Did getting he? fined for it. Yeah. But see, that's not good enough. You, if you're calling taunting, and you've called it before. And you, I mean, obviously it was missed, so it is what it is. But so there's another thing that could have swung the game in Buffalo's favor. Yeah, like, it's a dumb rule anyway. That that should not swing a game doing this while you're scoring. Uh, still, you still shouldn't do that. I, you should, if it's once you score, fine. Yeah, but, usually, usually taunting, like, like it's weird to see taunting during the the play actually going on because usually it's after the play and then that's when yeah. it affects it, right? Yeah. So at that point, yeah, it should affect it, like where he has to kick a field goal for 15 yards back, right? Around that extra, um, the extra point, that extra point. Uh, yeah, if it was a taunting call mid mid uh, play would it would the touchdown count i don't know just be it would be from the spot foul and then 15 yards back maybe i I honestly don't know yeah Hmm. that no that like if that is the rule that's definitely the wrong rule (laughs) you should not take away a touchdown that's clearly going to be scored a touchdown because the guy threw up a piece the funny thing was was he was like two yards ahead of him too when he gave him the piece yeah man (laughs) yeah he was so i think i'm with kev here uh i would just give the other 
offense a chance to match and then carry on until you have a winner. Uh, just regular rules. But if the team scores, you got to match that score. If you don't, then game over. Okay, so that's enough for our Bills-Chiefs game. And we're going to roll into the penalty box where we are a different sport and a game that is definitely not going to draw the kind of crowd that the Bills Chiefs did. <laughs> There's probably more people uh, tailgating like during the game, <laughs> the football game than there would be at, in our penalty box. Yeah, so we are talking about the Arizona Coyotes of the National Hockey League, the NHL. Uh, working on a multi-year deal to play next season at Arizona State University is yet to be completed. 5,000-seat arena. What? <laughs> 5,000. That's outrageous. And this could be their temporary home for the next three to four years as they build their not-even-approved-yet permanent arena. Is the arena going to be the permanent one, 10,000 seats? Uh, I have no idea. No, not okay. Okay. <laughs> But anyway, it's an absolutely ridiculous number. The 5,000 seat capacity would be by far the lowest in the NHL, which currently that record is held by the Winnipeg Jets at Candle Life Center in Winnipeg, an official capacity of 15,294. So over three times what they're talking about. The Kitchener Rangers of the OHL, teenagers, they play in the Kitchener Memorial Auditorium. Yeah, they do. And they have a capacity of 7,131 for the OHL. Yeah, not the AHL. <laughs> not, AHL. not the minors. The OHL. Juniors. So Brad Marchand had a hilarious tweet. He said, well, the only way they get 5,000 fans at their games now is if they give 4,500 away for free. So it wouldn't change much anyway. <laughs> I mean, is, is he wrong? No. He's, he's probably not wrong. No, not at all. <laughs> this is crazy, man. I, I can't believe that they could even fathom going to a 5,000 seat arena. Like, I get if you're not a great team and you don't fill up, you know, 20,000 or you can't, like, you're not going to see Arizona at an outdoor game because they're not going to help fill the 80,000 fucking seats at the big house. Right. But <laughs> like, that's just crazy, man. Like you're, you're. Oh yeah, we could do five thousand. Like I mean, at least it'll be sold out. What you would think? Uh, will it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would be when certain teams were there, right? Like usually, like the Leafs travel well. I would think the Canadians travel well. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's going to be like the Rangers teams like that will travel well, so they'll probably fill up and sell out then. <laughs> but I would yeah. say USA, USA's um, high school football teams. I mean, high school would produce more than 5,000 fans. A lot of schools would, Probably. for sure. Yeah. Not everyone, but a lot of schools. Especially 100%. the ones in Texas, for sure. Yeah, right. Texas or some of the others. There's, there's high school championship games at NFL stadiums. Yeah. yeah. And they, they sell out. out. Or close to selling out. This yeah. is ridiculous. This is this is absolutely crazy. Like, it, it And they still wild. don't want to move this to Canada where they'll they actually make money? Yeah. Not, not even, it doesn't even have to be Canada. There's lots of other U.S. markets that are there like they could go to houston houston could probably support a team a lot better than arizona could yeah you're probably right but they don't the only way we're going to get another canadian team here is when bettman fucking retires well this is like a sly against him isn't it like it is he, from a canadian standpoint from well, all canadian okay I, i'm talking ownership. about ownership though he's 
the ownerships are like, you're not making the full amount of money that we can be making right now by, by allowing this to continue. I can't believe the NHL is even thinking about letting this happen. You would think that the NHL would say, no, no, there has to be a minimum of like, there's gotta be a minimum. I think there is. Yeah. I, I think they're, they're willing to waive that just because it's temporary and because it's Arizona. I mean, why can't why can't the NHL step in and talk to the city of Glendale and be like, look, we'll fucking front the money or we, you know, we'll be their co-signer for the next three years until they get their other building done. Let them play here. Let like, them stay. Yeah. It, it's kind of goofy that the city of Glendale is not trying to help out at all. Uh, you know, I realized that they were got they got screwed out of some tax money for a while because <laughs> Arizona's dumb and they don't realize they gotta pay taxes, but what we got to pay bills? What? But you would think you would want to keep any professional sports team in your city. You got to think that's a it's it moves your economy just a little bit. You know, I mean, in in Arizona's case, I don't think it's space, much. But... I don't think it's much, man. Like other sports are way more prominent than hockey in Arizona. Well, for sure, for sure. But I don't know. I still think the NHL should be working with the city and the team to try and come up with an amicable deal for three years, two, three years until the new uh, building is built in Tempe. I mean, maybe it'll be fun to have an NHL team playing in a small barn with 5,000 fans. It may sound louder. It might sound louder. It might have a nice little, uh, I don't know. It'll, it'll be strange. Okay. So does this, does this now, if they, let's say they do do this 5,000 seat thing, they play there for the next few years. Does this ease your mind about Matthews going there? Because I guarantee yes. he's not going for 5,000 fans. <laughs> he's like, ah, oh, you know what? I'm just going to stay right here in the blue and white. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. How is 5,000 fans going to pay your salary? Well, that's exactly. the other thing. Like, <laughs> that's the the $14 other million dollars a year he's going to want or whatever. What are these when, tickets going to cost then at this point? $1,000 ticket? <laughs> We're going to be giving them away, yeah. <laughs> yeah, forty five hundred of them. <laughs> but the, probably those other five hundred are ones that are given to the team. <laughs> Here, <laughs> give these to your family, <laughs> just so we can sell out. <laughs> oh fuck, the old yeah. Arizona Coyotes. Yeah, Arizona Coyotes. Figure it out or go somewhere else where you can have. Who the fuck like nodded? Gave the AOK. For Arizona to get a, fo- a football team, a fucking hockey team, like originally, like that is dumb. Batman. I'm pretty sure it was Batman. Yeah. Yeah. He's a fucking idiot. <laughs> he should go back to the NBA. It's just good. Was he ever no. with the NBA, Kev? I'm just yeah. kidding. We're not going back there. Yeah. No, he was. Josh challenged me on that one in season one. Yeah. I, I lost. I remember. I remember. <laughs> you know what, though, Kev? We all fucking lost today. Didn't we? Ever? Yeah. Yeah, because we are uh, rolling into the points and penalties scores, and not a single one of us was gutsy enough to have a challenge. I tried, oh, man. Wow. I tried. You tried you fishing, fishing for a while. I tried <laughs> yeah. fishing for a while, yeah. <laughs> I didn't like that lure, Yosh. Well, evidently. Yeah. You want the rainbow lure, not the... Uh... Not the worm. Yeah, not the worm. Anyway, so we are all a minus one for today. We are all sucking our jobs, which is the challenge, motherfuckers. So that brings you know what our the problem is is because we're fucking sober. Like I'm only three drinks into this fucking day. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I blame I blame Jesse. You know what? No, you no, get Jesse gets the minus. We're good. <laughs> we're good. Yeah, he hey, gets you the guys, minus. You guys accepted it. 
You know I what? Say, next time no. I say it's the bitch beer. The bitch beer gets the minus. <laughs> Ooh, I like that one. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, that would ensure everybody rolls up with fucking nine and ten percenters, right? <laughs> just, just in case there's no challenges. Well, at least I didn't lose. Yeah, it would, it would be hateful to have an eight percent and fucking be the bitch of the week. <laughs> What happened to me last week? Oh no, I wasn't the bitch. Nah, you weren't the bitch. No, but yeah. (laughs) 6.4 was the bitch. Damn. Yep. No, I think that's something we should look into. Fuck, I'm already five points out. Look at you. Whatever, bud. Whatever. Well, so that brings our season totals. Peter drops down to plus two. Jesse drops down to plus two. Josh drops down to minus three. And Cab drops down to minus four. Yeah. Yeah. The old trends are repeating. Sounds like season one. <laughs> <laughs> no wash or toss on Civic this time, boys. <laughs> oh, we'll play. We just won't. We won't weight it as heavy. It's just yeah. if you win, you get your two points, not fucking thirty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the wives are no good on this one. The wives are not playing this one. I don't know, man. My wife did pretty fucking good. She I know he's... my team. <laughs> <laughs> she was your team. <laughs> All right, guys, just got a couple more things to do here. I got to know how your drinks were. So I'll change it up here. Let's go, Jesse. My drink from Omni Poly, Polo, Pro Domus. It is spicy, 10.5, takes the cake. And yeah, I wasn't the best for this morning. <laughs> it has been tough slugging. I thought I needed to eat some breakfast before we got on because I was grabbing that 10.5. And I, this is a meal in its own, trying to finish this off. <laughs> Are you on the first one or did you get to the second one? Oh, I'm on the second one. Oh, I'm halfway okay. through. That it, boy. It, but it is, uh, I'm not a fan of chocolate beers. So I think going forward, I will not be grabbing another chocolate beer. You're just, you weren't even reading them, just aiming for percentages. Yeah, 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 yeah. 10, 10.5. <laughs> yeah. We're taking that one. I grab a couple that I like usually, and then yeah. I look for some high yeah. ones. And I'm like, yes. yes. Who cares what it tastes like? It's 10%. Yeah, exactly. Can't get that minus one. <laughs> it's not even a thing yet. Yeah, it should be. <laughs> yet. <laughs> well, there'll be a long discussion afterwards. <laughs> Kev, how is yours? Well, my freak show crush hazy IPA was at a whopping 6.3. I like it, man. I mean, not just uh, like the beer, but I like it. Do you like it enough, Kev, that you would drink it off the podcast? That's the real, that's the real uh, ticker here. Nah, I think I'm going to stick to the IPAs only on podcast days, boys. <laughs> but I at don't... least this was this one gets your nod of approval. Oh yeah, man, check that out. Yeah, man. I like it. like it a lot. That was funny what you sent. 27 beers or whatever it was, and 26 of them were water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I didn't post that one. I mean, that, that, that was my, my hockey night in Canada. I mean, we I had, a, I had a friend over, and we polished off some some water beers, as people would may say. Mm-hmm. But I mean, 20, 27 of them was a pretty, uh, pretty good uh, damper on that day. I mean, you must have felt bloated after all that water. I was pissing like a racehorse, bud. <laughs> Slim and clear 2.0 is what this guy was drinking last night. Yeah, 27. That's a lot of beer, but when there's a lot of beer. 4%, yeah. might as well just be drinking water. 
But he know. only he only drank like four calories that whole night. That's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was going down like water after the first 12. Let me tell you that. It's how you keep your boyish figure, eh? That's right, man. <laughs> four calorie beer. <laughs> Speaking of water beers, Pedro, how was yours? Oh, bitch Ooh. beer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for that, Kev. But uh, my Kitty Vitty Day Boil Session IPA. Kitty Vitty, for those who don't know, spelled like that. If you can see oh, it. Yeah. Thanks. I'm going to need that for the post later. Kitty Vitty. <laughs> uh, yeah, four and a half percent. It's a uh, session IPA. It's pretty good. It's a light tasting, obviously. But uh, yeah, I might have one again. I've got a whole kitty bitty taster pack so i'll be rocking kitty bitty for the next several weeks bitch i mean like they're not all the same it, i was gonna say like they better be a little more potent not gonna lie i went for the lightest one of the month today because it's fucking the morning jesse thanks thanks bud. Uh, but anyway yeah pretty good so uh, yosh how was your caesar well i'm rounding out with some vodka the old mots clamato Extra spicy Caesar. Everybody knows these bad boys. 5.5. Tastes great. Great for a morning drink. So, Jess, I got no problem with doing it in the morning and drinking some Caesars. Thanks for that. So I probably wouldn't do it at night. But I enjoyed it. You know, it's good. It's good. I'm not the bitch today, but I'm not the winner <laughs> either. So, um, all right, guys, that's uh, that's our drinks. Not a whole lot left to do here. I do want to give you guys each a little bit of time here. Kev, tell me who's going to win today. Which game? Both of them, you goof. (laughs) There's only two. Well, I know. Um, I say KC wins. And I don't know, man. How is that NFL playoffs? Is like, is that wrapped up now with me winning? Are you guys playing for second, third? Yeah, I think you've got her. I forgot Uh, about that too. (laughs) We'll update you next. I think you've got it wrapped up, Jess. Uh, and I think Kev may, if, if KC keeps winning, he has an opportunity to finish second, I think. But yeah, we'll update you next week. Yeah, no, I definitely <laughs> have KC San Fran. Oh, Pete? Uh, I'm with you, Kev. KC and San Fran. Just Haters. I hope, I hope Jesse's team loses. Haters. And I think well, KC's going to win. San Fran is taking you guys out six times. So, yep. yeah, I got six San times Fran. In a row, I think. San Fran and the Bengals. Ooh, and, go to uh, the Bengals. Yeah, the Bengals. And uh, all right, so for everyone here at points penalties, fuck Jesse. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, sorry, Jesse. So obviously you're picking the Rams. Who else you got? I mean, I'd prefer to face the striped kittens in the Super Bowl, but I think seeing Patty Mahomes there, we might see another huge 250 burgers. That'd be fucking wicked to see in the Super Bowl. Because the last time that happened was when the Rams played the Chiefs. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. Huh. Most so you're thinking a rematch then? The rematch for the Super Bowl, Jess? You're taking Rams and the uh, and the Chiefs? Oh, I thought you were talking about the rematch of San Fran and, and no, KC. No, 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 no. No, I'm not. Yeah, I'm thinking KC is probably going to get it. But I want to see the Striped Kittens win yeah. for sure. Right. Go Bengals. Yeah, Garrett, careful what you say, Jesse. Joe yeah, Burrow will light you up. Yeah, Joe Cool. <laughs> Smoking Joe. Yeah, you know, like it'd be pretty interesting too because uh, the coach is a McVeigh hire as well, too. So hmm. that, that's quite the hmm. coaching tree he started already, too, boys. Yeah, nobody cares about that but you. Yeah. <laughs> 
if you guys were more into football, you'd understand. Look at the Belichick tree. Garbage. Yeah, but he's a great coach. <laughs> One of the best. <laughs> so is McVay. <laughs> See, this is why I didn't want to give Jesse an opportunity to talk. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to wrap it up here. So for everyone here at Points Penalties, we'd like to thank you for listening. Please subscribe on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. If it's on YouTube, it's right down here. Yeah, it is. <laughs> give us a like, like and follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Points Penalties. And until next week, boys, stay, stay out, out of the, the penalty, penalty box. box.